Kelly Gibney sitting right next to me. Are you a cocktail drinker? I am. I'm not much of a drinker these days. Yeah, you used to work in a bar for a while, didn't My you? My whole <laughs> life before food writing was hospitality. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not much of a drinker these days, but I do actually. So I dabble a lot in the non-alcoholic cocktails. I'm likely to have, t- I like spirits more than I like wine these days, so yeah. I'm likely to have a whiskey or two a month yeah, or okay. some kind of whiskey cocktail. Nice. Um, but I do quite like seed lip and those kind of non-alcoholic. The alternates. I like to have a drink. I like something celebratory and a yeah. wind-down thing yeah, that signals it's time to mellow out and transition into a more relaxed way of being, but it'll probably be a non-alcoholic. Yeah, just because you're not drinking alcohol doesn't mean you have to have room temperature water, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, you've been busy. You've been working on a second book. We use your first book all the time. In fact, just Sunday I made your cauliflower and walnut soup again for the kids. Oh, yay. You've been such an advocate for that soup. <laughs> yeah, it's because we, we try and get ahead of the week's dinners on mm. a Sunday, and that's a that's a perfect way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, onions, collie, white beans... What am I missing? Walnuts? Rosemary. Rosemary, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. I like, like the white beans as a thickener, the cannellini beans instead of potato. Yeah. Just another good veggie protein for kids. Yeah, totally. You're just trying to make um, it full of good stuff. But you've been working on a second book. Has that been fun? It has been so fun. So I took a year and a half to do it and did it all at home. Um, my family were very involved. My kids are now six and almost 11, and so... I only had one child, and she was three when I did my first one, so it's really different. Uh, they've got lots of opinions about what should I should and shouldn't be doing in the kitchen, so it very much reflects that. Yeah, and I'm so excited. And kind of what I was saying to you before, off air, I did my first book at 35, and now I'm so wise at 42, and um, I just feel more sure of where I'm going food-wise and my aesthetic and yeah. my photography, and it's really nice to get to do yeah, it was such a joy. I felt really grateful. When will people be able to find it? They, I guess from September, will be able to do ordering, and it should be in stores by the end of September. Yeah, okay. I just can't wait. You'll let people know on your socials. The first yes. book, by the way, which I definitely, um, uh, which you can definitely find, is called Wholehearted. Uh, Kelly Gibney is our guest, and what are you cooking for us today? So I'm going to do a really yummy Greek-inspired cauliflower, olive, and chickpea stew. Mm. Uh, and this is really, it's so hearty and yummy and can either be the main thing that you're having for dinner, uh, with, maybe with some rice or some sourdough or something on the side, or it would be awesome as part of a some sort of shared feast. We often get together with our closest friends and kind of pull our ideas for what we were going to have for dinner and mm. create something more magnificent. And it will kind of go with anything, either vegetarian or meat or fish or... What have you? Speaking of rice, by the way, I've been using instant rice quite a bit lately. Does that make me a bad person? Is that a microwave? Yeah. I don't have a microwave. I've never had, haven't had one for like a decade. Really? So it was just a space thing, not a moral thing. We used to have a very small house. And the end all we were using it for was uh, sterilizing baby bottles and peas. And then we were like, this is. We don't use it for much. Softening butter. It's not pulling its weight. Porridge for. No, I don't think it's bad at all. Yeah. Convenience totally has it. You've got to pick your battles. It's got much in life. better over the years as well. I mean, it used to be that microwavable rice would have been pretty pretty awful, but mm. now it's very hard to tell the difference. I have used it on food styling jobs, oh, yeah. commercial food styling jobs, because yeah. you get it in a minute. We've got a Korean supermarket near work, and they do actually little plastic bowls um, of rice, and you just peel back the top, and that's very, very good. Actually, you know, speaking of Korean, totally off topic, new thing I've been making for my kids for lunch this week is tuna um, and kimchi sushi. 
This is what they're going oh. mad for, like tuna mayo, homemade mayo, olive oil mayo. Yes. I'm a real nerd for that. But kimchi through it, total hit. Um, the only problem I have with homemade mayo is that you've got to make so much at a time, and then it always says like use within four days or a something cup, like. Yeah. A cup of oil. Yeah. Lasts for a week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that we. We, you we, it. we quite like it okay. as a condiment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to this stew. What are we going to need? All right. So what we're going to do first is get that collie ready. And so rather than just throw it in and cook it um, as it is, we're going to roast it because that's how you're going to get all those lovely toasty, savoury notes. So we're going to take a whole head of cauliflower, cut it into the little florets, um, cover it in olive oil, salt and pepper, and roast it for about half an hour at 200 degrees until uh-huh. you've got nice um, browned tips. So many great recipes start with browning the cauliflower. Oh, it's got such a yummy flavour. Yeah. yeah, it goes from bleh to something mm. that I will eat half of it off the tray before it goes into the recipe because I like it so much. Yeah, and you don't even put like cumin or coriander or anything spicy no, no, no. with it. No, 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 that will Flavors come. come in, yeah. And actually, I often, I'll add the leaves and roast those too, and those are like the chef's pick. Oh, I, I eat those great. while I'm cooking. A bit of salts? Yes, yes, salt and olive oil yeah, okay. and all that sort of stuff. So you've got your collie roasting, and then you're going to get started on the rest of it, which is sautéing off uh, onions, garlic, carrot, and celery. And so cook that until the onion is nice and tender. How long does it take to tenderise Oh, I've heard you talk about this before, <laughs> which is I was really conscious of not saying, oh, you know, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 to 15. Okay. <laughs> the longer, the better for taste. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you definitely don't want crunchy onion. Uh, so then you're going to add a little bit of um, dried oregano and some ground cinnamon. Uh, and cook that for a couple of minutes. Just give the spice a chance to wake up in the pan. And then we're going to add a few tins of chopped tomatoes and some stock. We're going to bring that to the boil and then let it simmer for about 20 minutes until it's thickened really nicely Mm. and it's glossy. And then we're going to add a tin of chickpeas and some Kalamata olives. You can add, um, what, um, why is that? It's going pitted or um, not pitted. (laughs) That suddenly was escaping. Add olives. I've said approximately 24. Add them to your heart's desire. Cook that for 10 minutes. And then you're going to add back in all of that cauliflower. Cook it for five more minutes, just simmering it away. And then stir through a handful of parsley that you've roughly chopped um, and some feta cheese that you crumble. Toss that all together. Pop it in your serving dish and then put a little bit more feta and parsley on top. And yum. Sounds fantastic. Great. Sounds delicious. <laughs> I always think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I always think of parents who are having like a vegetarian child home for dinner for the weekend. You know, right. and they're like, oh, God, what are we going to cook? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> so such a debacle. <laughs> Do you want a quick word on, um, this is Charlotte Ryan's here in the studio as well, um, a quick word on snacks for the holidays as well? Oh, Kelly? yeah, yeah. So this was just a recipe that I've just been loving recently. So I've sort of fallen back in love with quinoa after going just getting sick me of it too, a few years ago too. 10 years ago we were replacing rice yeah. with quinoa and everything and, it and was then suddenly it was like why are we eating this stuff totally <laughs> totally but in the last year or so i've really fallen back yeah. in love with it if you use it in the right way in the right applications rinse it too got to get to wash it really really mm. well it is not rice it's mm. something else that's quite wonderful um and so with this i'm going to make some quinoa spring onion and parmesan little patties that you can kind of enjoy with that mayo that you made um, for the sushi. So um, we're going to cook a cup of quinoa. We've rinsed it really well. We're going to cook it with, um, I like to cook it in stock, so either veggie or chicken stock, Mm. whatever you've got. So 
you know, you simmer it for 15 minutes with the lid slightly ajar. And then when it's cooked and done, I stir through some finely chopped garlic, some ground cumin, some ground turmeric, some finely grated parmesan, um, finely diced spring onion and some parsley. Yum. So stir that all through. Leave it to cook, sorry, to cool for 15 minutes. Then add a free-range egg and a couple of tablespoons of flour. Mix that all together and then that's enough to be able to form patties. Put that in the fridge just to firm up for about 30 minutes and then um, pan fry them until they're golden on each side. That's and like right. a yummy mayo with uh, paprika, some lime zest, some chilli, and it's just yum. And um, approved by my 11-year-old. That's how you know it's legit. Thank you, Kelly. Lovely to have you in. Thanks.